It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. President Biden followed up his surprise visit to Ukraine on Monday with a Tuesday speech in Poland, where he said the United States and its allies have Ukraine's back. Biden spoke after he met with the Polish president, Duda, and warned that there were hard and bitter days ahead in Ukraine's war against the Russian forces. Biden didn't mention Vladimir Putin's suspension of Moscow's participation in the last remaining U.S.-Russia nuclear arms control pact, the New START Treaty. But he did double down on the comments made by Vice President Kamala Harris over the weekend and accused Russia of committing crimes against humanity in Ukraine. Well, a strange media tour unfolded on Tuesday as Emily Coors, the foreperson of the Georgia grand jury that weighed evidence of the former guy's attempts to interfere in the 2020 election, went public with a blitz of interviews with various outlets. Though she claimed she was following the judge's orders by not revealing the exact contents of the parts of the report that were held back, she did drop some pretty big hints, peppered with a strange giddiness and nervous laughter. Did the grand jury recommend an indictment of former President Trump? I'm not going to speak on exact indictments. Would we be surprised? Are there bombshells of who is being recommended for indictment? I don't think that there are any giant plot twists coming. I don't think that there are any, like giant that's not the way i expected this to go at all i i don't think that's in store for anyone so nothing that would surprise people who have been following this Uh, probably not um i wouldn't want to characterize anyone else's reaction of course but so that was when we heard a lot in testimony um but probably not it probably wouldn't shock you i would not expect you to be too shocked no hmm I can't imagine either side is very happy with Emily Coors today. The Supreme Court on Tuesday heard the first oral arguments in two cases challenging Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act that shields social media companies from liability for users' posts that promote violence. Tuesday's case was Gonzalez v. Google, filed by the family of Nohimi Gonzalez. She was an American college student killed by ISIS terrorists in the 2015 Paris attacks. Her family is arguing that the algorithm used by YouTube recommended videos that spread ISIS propaganda serving as a terrorist recruitment tool. It appeared that a majority of the justices were skeptical that Google should be held liable, but they did appear to question whether immunity under Section 230 should be narrower than currently interpreted. The second case is being heard today, Twitter versus Tamney. Stay tuned. Voters in Wisconsin went to the polls Tuesday for the first round of their election for the state Supreme Court. Well, the results, liberal Janet Protasiewicz and conservative Daniel Kelly will advance to the general election. Right now, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin has a narrow 4-3 conservative majority. The seat is for a retiring conservative. So if the liberal wins, control of the court flips. And that would have national ramifications. Experts say that this, the election for the Supreme Court in Wisconsin, is the most important election in the U.S. ahead of 2024. While we're talking elections, Virginia went to the polls on Tuesday as well. And it appears that Virginia State Senator Jennifer McClellan will become Virginia's first black congresswoman. With nearly all precincts counted, she led the Republican Leon Benjamin 
74 to 26%. She'll fill the seat that's been vacant since November when newly re-elected Representative Don McEachin died. McClellan is the vice chair of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus. She served 10 years in the Virginia House of Delegates before winning McEachin's state Senate seat when he went to Congress. So you win one, and, well, now this. Rhode Island Democratic Representative David Cicilline announced Tuesday that he's resigning from Congress effective June 1st. Cicilline will take over as president of the Rhode Island Foundation. This opens up a seat on the House Judiciary Committee and... I guess, a new special election to fill the seat? In the meantime, we know that Senator Dianne Feinstein, the 89-year-old senior senator who's been in office since 1992, will finally retire at the end of this session of Congress. Representatives Katie Porter and Adam Schiff have already jumped in the race, and now comes Representative Barbara Lee. She was first elected to the House in 1998, and at 76 years old, will be mounting her first Senate campaign? Hmm. I've got lots to say on that subject, but you'll have to tune into the Nicole Sandler show to hear it. That's live weekday afternoons at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific on Progressive Voices or download from NicoleSandler.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The situation around East Palestine, Ohio, doesn't appear to be improving. So on Tuesday, the EPA took charge of the cleanup and ordered the rail line Norfolk Southern to pay the bill. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on Tuesday called for railroad companies in Congress to increase train safety in response to the derailment and, quote, redouble our efforts to make this far less likely to happen again. All righty then. And finally, more than 65 million people in the U.S. are under winter weather alerts today as a massive coast-to-coast storm hits the country with heavy snow and high winds. The alerts extend as far west as California, all the way east through Maine. But the upper Midwest is expected to bear the brunt of the storm in terms of snowfall totals. Minneapolis looks to pick up at least 15 inches of snow. Ooh, the expected conditions have spurred states to take safety measures as travel conditions continue to deteriorate. More than 500 flights scheduled for today have been canceled, with Minneapolis and Denver each accounting for more than 100 of those canceled flights. Stay safe out there. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on one of those donate buttons.